me now, my Savior. I come to So, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to be trusted with bringing this word to your people. Lord, I ask right now that I decrease so that you may increase, so that every word that is spoken out of my mouth will be what you want your people to hear for the purpose you intended it to have, Lord God. And I just thank you, and I give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Is it hot in here, or is it just me? It's just me? It's just me? Holy Ghost fire? Okay. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. Because, wow. <laughs> so, um, I was getting everything together, and I was like, this doesn't sound a lot like a preached word. It feels more like a testimony-ish type thing, but we're going to roll with it. We're going we to roll with it, right? Because we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, right? And our testimony can help someone else out. So I'm just going to dive right in. November 13, 1962, Anthony Ronald Craig was born. July 19, 2002, he was taken from us. So if anyone doesn't know, that is my brother. That's my oldest brother. And today is actually his birthday, right? So he would have been 60 today. And every year as it got closer and closer to his birthday, I would start riding this emotional roller coaster. Sometimes it was a nice little kitty roller coaster. wasn't too bad. Other times, I don't know if anybody's ever been on King Ka at Six Flags. Sometimes it was like that. If you haven't been on King Ka, King Ka just shoots you up 205 feet fast. And then it hovers for about 10 seconds. And then it goes down. But it doesn't go straight down. It does this. Right? So needless to say, there's nothing to see on that ride but the back of your eyelids. Amateurs eat before they get on those kind of roller coasters. <laughs> so this time of year, I usually retreat to a more solitary way of life. I only deal with people out of absolute necessity. So on October 4th, pastor sent an email asking for one of the ministers to preach today or next Sunday. So of course, I was like, 1120, I got you. I'm ready. I'm going to do it. 11.20, I'm ready. Because there was no way I was preaching today. No, 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 no. Because I wanted to be in my depression bubble. I wanted to wrap myself up in my sadness blanket. And stay there. And Minister Jack said he had a word, but he couldn't do today because he was on a trip and he was going to be coming back really late. And, you know, uh, I don't know if I'll be ready. And well, spoiled brat and me at that point in time was like, <laughs> not my issue. 
I didn't say that to Jack because I love my brother Jack and I would never say that to my brother Jack. But the spoiled bread in me as I was reading this email was like, sounds personal, sir, because I ain't not it, right? I was crying, not it. On 10-6, we were in prayer service. And God was like, so the 13th is the day you'll be preaching. And I was like, no, 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 no. It, was, it wasn't a right away. Because, yes, I had a mini meltdown. I threw a temper tantrum. I was like, I want to stay here in this place of sadness, wrapped up in my sadness blanket. And I heard him say, you've been here long enough. So then he brought me to Deuteronomy 1.6. The Lord our God spoke to us at Horeb and said, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. The Israelites had been walking around in the desert for 40 years, and it was now time for them to enter the promised land. Right? So we all have a mountain or mountains that we walk around. My mountain was sadness and depression when it came to my brother. So it would start mid to late September, right? Maybe early October and last until his birthday, right? So, all right, we got mid to late September. I'm still okay. Sometimes I'm already here. Sometimes I'm one leg up, one leg down. And then October, I'm, I'm here and... Maybe I'm coming back up in October. Oh, no, I'm back down. All right, so now I'm, and I'm back. Okay, October. All right, November, early. Okay, I'm good now. And sometimes it really just looks like this. September. October. because I'm going to stay here a little bit longer. November. And let's discuss what happened to me this morning. I was here this morning before I came. Had my moment. When I was done, I said, thank you, Lord, for the cleansing cry. Because I needed it. So 20 years. He's been gone 20 years, and it's been 20 years of me going around this mountain. I had lived long enough at this mountain. So I did my usual. I retreated a couple days as best I could still, because I still had to work. It's wise enough to inform a few people that I talk to, like, on a regular basis, you know, because I have some people that are like, you're quiet today. You know, so, hey, I'm going to be a little quiet today. I'm going to be a little quiet for the next couple of days, you know. But my reasoning wasn't that I was dealing with uh, anything emotionally. But that, now I'm making excuses, right? But that when I truly needed to talk to somebody, they were not available, and I had to deal with this by myself. Still throwing temper tantrums, right? But the truth is, I didn't want to give up the security blanket. 
I didn't want to give up the, the, the security blanket of depression. And because God told me I had to, it hurt. It hurt. Think about kids who don't want to give up their favorite blanket, their favorite toy, their favorite whatever. They go through some stuff, right? But God told me I had to get rid of it. So I had to retreat because I couldn't allow anyone to see me going through that. I only wanted to be but so transparent. Anybody old enough in here to remember the Super Friends? Wonder Twin Powers activate? Yes. Spoiled brat powers activate. That was me. I was a spoiled brat. I didn't want, I was only going to be but so transparent. So spoiled brat mode activated. At least phase one. Because this is going to be a lather, rinse, repeat situation. So we were, we were doing Bible study and, and Luke 18, 35 through 43 just jumped out and, and just grabbed a hold of me. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And we had, when he had come near, he asked him saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. My sight's fine. I can see. Just, I mean, aside from having to wear readers every now and again. I got one of the lower magnifications, so sight's good. 2020, yay! But I had to receive my healing. I had to tap into my half of a half of a mustard seed faith to receive it. I'm not even going to claim I had a whole mustard seed. I had about half of a half. And the half might have been not been split straight down the middle. So I might have had less than a half. I'm going to always miss my brother. My brother. I had certain moments that milestones that he missed when I got my MBA in 2016. He wasn't there. I knew he was going to be cheering me on. Him and my son would have been the loudest ones in the, in the, in the, in the stands, right? When I got a promotion on my job, I didn't get the chance to hear him say, good job, baby girl. I still had to heal. I still had to heal. So that's my mountain, right? But we all have a mountain that we're dwelling at, right? It could be anger. It could be depression or sadness, worry or anxiety, issues, um, the need to be in control. We could have trust issues. 
we could uh, doubt ourselves and we can walk around that mountain of doubt forever. But understand that mountain does not just deal with one emotion, right? Because think about what I said. I was, I was depressed, but I was also angry because I felt nobody was really there when I needed them. So now I'm dealing with depression and anger. I'm dealing with sadness and anger at the same time. You have trust issues. So now you're angry with people because they broke your trust. So now you're walking around this. I trust people, and then they just do the same thing to me. And then you run into somebody, and it seems like you can trust them again. And then you think they did something that upset you, so now you're back down here. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Right? As pastor always say, your anger. I have a right to be angry. I have a right to be angry. You can stay at the bottom of in the valley of that anger mountain for a long time. But we can't stay there. We have, to, we have to heal. We have to move forward because that's not what God wants for us. God wants us to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Work on that one because sometimes I could be a little rough. I can. I, I know I can be a little rough sometimes, especially when I'm at a place where I'm like, why aren't people getting it? Why, why don't they see me? Why don't they see what I'm doing, right? So that's, I got, I, why, is, why is it so important? Got to deal with that. Why is it so important that I'm seeing? Why is it so important that people get me? Because everybody's not going to get me. Everybody's not going to get you. Everybody's not going to get you. Because the reality is everybody is walking around their own mountain. They're all walking around their own mountain. So, how do we get off this mountain? And I am by no means giving you one of those six steps to jo- a joyful life. <laughs> six steps to a life free of anxiety. That's, that's not a thing. We still live here. People are going to do stuff. Things, stuff's going to happen on the job, in our relationships, with our family, our friends, our kids. It, something's going to happen that's going to trigger your mountain. It's going to raise your mountain up. So how do we get off the mountain? We have to take whatever portion of our mustard seed faith that we own and take the first step to get off the mountain. We have to step out on faith and say, okay, God, you said that I can have life and have it more abundantly. You said in your word that weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm stepping out on faith that I am not going to always be in this place. Like I said, whatever, some, some people have actually a home mustard seed. I'm still working with my peace. Pray for me. Still working with my peace. We have to decide. We have to make the decision that we no longer want to live at that mountain. Whatever that looks like, we cannot, we cannot no longer live at that mountain. Like if you, if you decide, all right, you know what? I got to lose some weight. Doctor keeps, I'm tired of taking all this medication. I got to lose some weight. So the first step is, you know, you can't buy all the cookies and the cake and have it in the house. And you can't, you know, you got to make some lifestyle changes. You have to make some lifestyle changes. I went to the doctor once and I did my, my annual, you know, checkup. And he said, hey, 
your A1C is a little elevated. Oh, what, what, what's, what's that? What does that mean? And he said, well, you know, and he showed me on the paperwork and 5.7 to 6.0 percent, and I was at 5.7. And he said, yeah, you're, you know, you're at the lower end for increased risk for diabetes. I said, I'm sorry, what? Because I don't do needles, so we have to fix this, right? So he said, yeah, you got to get your blood sugar down. I'm not giving you anything. You got to figure this out. Oh, how to reduce blood sugar. Google is wonderful. Cinnamon in everything. If I brew a pot of coffee, the cinnamon is in with the coffee grounds, and I brew the pot of coffee, and everybody's getting cinnamon coffee because we're all going to be, I don't like cinnamon. (laughs) Everybody's getting cinnamon in the coffee because everybody's going to be healthy right now. And it's not overpowering because, you know, if you put too much cinnamon, it gets hot. So put just enough. Regulate the, regulate the blood sugar. Oh, agave nectar. Doesn't mess with your glycemic index. We'll be using that. Because Candace doesn't do needles unless absolutely necessary. So we had, I had to make a decision that I did not want to start living on the mountain of diabetes and insulin shots. Right? Same thing, I had to make the decision that I no longer want to live at the mountain of sadness and depression. So we have to give up the security blanket. We have to, we have to give it up. We have to, we have to give it up. We have to get rid of it. Because most security blankets are nice and comfortable. It could be the stuffed animal that you've had forever. And it's comfortable. You don't want to get rid of it. Right? And so every time that we feel ourselves trying to move to our mountain again, we're going to start walking around that mountain again, we have to do what Jesus did on the cross. Father, into your hands I commit my... No. No. We're not committing our spirit. We're committing our anger. We're committing our depression. We're committing our, our trust issues. Whatever it is that is our mountain, Father, into your hands, I commit it. And then we can't go back and say, oh, wait a minute. I, I need that back real quick because so-and-so said. And we know nobody's going to talk to me like that. Right? Do not have any expectation that this will be a one-and-done thing. It won't. Because what do we do? We go back to what's familiar. If getting angry when somebody says something that we don't like, being sarcastic when somebody says or does something we don't like, we go right back to it. Now we're back at the mountain. And God told the Israelites, do not go back to Egypt. Do not go back to the things that you were doing before. Do not go back to the thing that I pulled you out of. But because we're so familiar, we do it. And I notice for me, this happens especially when everything seems to be going on at the same time. Everything. There's stuff at the job that's going on and with the family and the friends and this is happening and that's happening. And then you got a bill for what? My car's going to cost how much to fix? Everything is happening at the same time. Oh, we need you to come in and do this extra test. What extra test? You just told me I was fine. Everything is happening at the same time. So now it just takes that one proverbial straw 
that breaks the camel's back to have you back at that place. You can know that the person you're trying to talk to has a lot of their own stuff going on, but you need them now, so they need to drop everything and address your issue because your issue is important. They need to hear why you're angry with this person because your issue is important. Or everybody just needs to act right. Everybody stop acting so, Now, I've been saying people have been peopling at an all-time high. And you see it. You see it. There's a lot going on, and people are just doing stuff, and you're like, doesn't make sense why you would think that that was okay. But we have to step out and say, okay, God, what's going on with this person? Because I don't want to go back around my mountain, so maybe I can help them get off of theirs. Maybe, I could, maybe it's something they just, they just need somebody to listen to them. They just need to talk to somebody. How? But we, ha- we cannot go back to that mountain. Like I said, lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat. And we're going to have to take up our cross daily and deal with the issue. Right? The cross is not just about the sin. It's about whatever issue we're dealing with. And I know that sounds crazy, but we tend to ignore the things we don't want to deal with. Whether it's a situation, a person, or whatever. We tend to kind of, they could stay over there. And we don't want to deal with it. But we have to deal with it. Because what's going to happen? back around that mountain. If we're going to receive our healing, if we're going to receive our deliverance in these areas, we're going to have to deal with the wound. And, and the nurses in here can, can, can attest to what happens when you don't deal with a wound. It gets infected. You can get sepsis. All types of things can happen. And where it was just a simple something where if you addressed it, you would be dealing with it. Now you had to amputate half your leg or your fingers or whatever it is because you ignored the wound. You refused to deal with the wound. You refused refused to address the situation or the person. And it's not easy. So if you have to talk to somebody and and you have difficulty, like they always say, bring someone in that you trust to be impartial and to keep everything peaceful so that you can say, hey, listen, this is what happened and this is how it made me feel, right? Or, or you go to somebody and say, listen, this is the situation I'm dealing with and this is the struggle that I'm having as a result of this situation. I really wanted this thing and it didn't happen and now I don't know how to get off of this anger mountain, We think, sometimes we're like hamsters on a wheel. We think we're, we're, we're moving, but we're not really going anywhere. We just, the wheel is just spinning and spinning and spinning, and we're just in the same place. We're not going anywhere. But because we're not sitting still in one place, we think we're good. We think we're okay. We think we're making progress. But the reality is, we're stuck in the same place. The wheel is moving. The world is moving. Everything else is moving, but we're stuck in the same place because we didn't deal with the issue. We didn't deal with the wound. 
So we have to open our hearts. We have to receive our healing. That was the title of my message. Open your hearts and receive your healing. We have to. Even if we think we're good, and I have to say this, even if we think we're good, we may not be good. We may have just learned how to mask it and even hide it from ourselves. So we have to open our hearts. We have to receive our healing. We have to address these things. And sometimes somebody will come to you and say, uh, my pick, I'm just picking because I'm looking at you. My brother, Derek, Derek, I noticed that, you know, this, you know, you, you handled that kind of rough. You were kind of rough with that person. You have to be willing to say, was I? You have to be willing to say, did I say something? Did I do something? I don't think I did, but maybe they took it a certain way. I've had somebody tell me that people have thought that I act like I can't be bothered. And I was like, and they were like, don't get upset. I was like, no, no, no. I'm doing an evaluation right now. Is that what I'm portraying? Is, is that the vibe that I'm giving off to people that I can't be bothered? Because that's not what I want to give off. So am I doing that unintentionally because of whatever is going on with me and I'm thinking I'm okay, but I'm on my hamster wheel? We have, to, we, have to, we have to really look within ourselves. We have to see where it is that we, we need to receive our healing. And it may be multiple areas, and I'm not saying try to tackle all of that all at one time. Take it one at a time. Some might, something might be easier. Okay, I, I, I can deal with this. But something may take a little bit more time. And that one may never get checked off your list right away. It may never get checked off your list but it may no longer be at the number one spot. It may have dropped down to number 20. So it's not as big of a deal. And your list may get shorter. So we have to, we have to look at ourselves. We have to see what, what mountain are we still walking around? Because like I said, we think we're good, but we're not really good. So... Like I said, we have to open our hearts and we have to receive our healing. I am not going to ask if anyone is dealing with anything because every, like, like, like Deacon Diana said before she led worship, everybody's going through something and everybody is dealing with something. So I'm just going to ask everybody to stand and I'm just going to pray for us all, including myself. And I made it. I made it through today. Amen. I made it through today. Amen. 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 So I'm, th- I'm, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for that. So Father God, we just, we just thank you for this lesson, Lord God. We thank you for this reminder that we need to open our hearts and receive our healing, that we have lived at this mountain long enough, that we have walked around this mountain long enough, that we have sat in this place long enough, that it's time for us to give up our security blanket of whatever that it's time for us to activate our, our, our faith. That it's time for us to take steps towards being who you have called us to be. That it's time for us to take steps towards receiving our healing so that we can help others receive their healing too, Lord God. Lord, for everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord God, who is dealing with 
anything. You know what they're dealing with, Lord God. I'm asking you that you touch them right now, Lord God. If they're dealing with sadness, if they're dealing with depression, Lord God, pour in more joy. Pour in more joy. If they're dealing with anger and trust issues and worry and anxiety, Lord God, pour in more peace and pour in more love and pour in more patience, Lord God, into their hearts, Lord. Lord, Lord, my desire, as your desire, is for each and every one of us to be filled with the fruit of the Spirit, Lord God. We all need to be gentle. Some of us are naturally gentle and some of us are not. But we all need to be gentle. We all need to be patient. We all need to learn how to suffer long, Lord. And no one wants to do that, but we all need to learn how to do that. But we can't do that if we're focused on our hurt, on our emotional baggage, Lord God. We don't want to walk around this mountain again and again and again. Lord, help us that when we feel these emotions, when we're going through these things, that we see it right away and we can stop it right away. And we can talk to you and say, Lord, what's, what's triggering this, God? Help me, God. Help me, God. Because I want to be who you have called me to be. Lord, I ask that you pour in more joy into each of us, Lord God, so that we can pour it into someone else. We want our joy to be full. We want to have, have a life filled with joy, God. Filled with love. Filled with peace. Filled with patience, Lord God. And we won't ignore when those issues crop up. We'll pick up the cross daily and we'll figure out what brought this on. Why are we dealing with this, God? Lord, I just thank you. I thank you so much for the word that you gave to me, for the process that you started in me. And said that it was right to share with others, Lord God, because everyone needs it. If anything we have discovered during this pandemic is we are all going through something. And it's causing a lot of us to behave badly, Lord God. But we are your children. We are your body and we are supposed to be light and salt in the world, Lord God. So please allow us to be light and salt. Please allow us to show people who you are, to show them love, to show them respect and compassion and empathy, Lord God, so that they too can get their healing.